What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. All right. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. I have a Beatles wig on. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. We're talking about Timberland, Tim's, and the revolution in shoe wear to make it waterproof. It doesn't leak. And that is the challenge that we as surgeons have to deal with. The very fact that a needle makes a hole and yet it doesn't leak. Who knows this better than my next guest, Frank Sachaki. Frank, thanks so much for getting up early to be with us. Oh, it's my pleasure, Dr. Clapper. Thanks for having me. Do you think it's crazy to think of you as Dr. J and Nathan Schwartz from Timberland? What do you think of this uh, connection? <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a little over the top. I, I appreciate it, but maybe step too far. <laughs> Listen, Frank, I want everyone to know how important what you do. I may get all the credit being the surgeon. Patients, thank you name their kids after you, all kinds of great stuff happen. But I can't do what I do as a surgeon without people like you behind the scenes making the tools that I got to use to make that happen. So on behalf of all the surgeons out there, I want to thank you and thank you for letting us meet you finally of what you do behind the scenes and how important it is. But tell us a little bit about who you are. Where'd you grow up? What'd your dad do for a living? And how did you wind up as an engineer for Ethicon making needle tips? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, When I, I guess, you know, how do you get into engineering? How do you get over to making suture needles? Um, Yeah, when I, when I grew up, I grew up in Northwest Indiana. And I actually worked with my father for a while. He worked in the heavy industry in East Chicago, uh, doing metal fabrication. And, and, you know, it's interesting work, but um, it's hard work, right? It's the kind of thing during the summer where you have 100 degree days and Hmm. you're fully clothed and there's welding sparks going around and, (laughs) Where I had a number of jobs, you know, I did concrete construction for a while, um, wow. just um, a variety of things until uh, I got my feet under me and, uh, you know, got into academia and, and had, had those type of opportunities come about. But I think it was good because it, it kind of lets you know uh, what you might not want to do uh, for the rest of your life. And mm-hmm. I think that uh, the parts of those early experiences that I took with me were those parts that were really associated with engineering, you know, the the incredible design, the things that you would build and make um, really appealed to me. Mm-hmm. Certainly like to make things. And that took me into to engineering. Mm-hmm. And then to get over to Ethicon, I have to say, you know, sometimes uh, life you know, provides, provides you unexpected chances. Um, really, I was, uh, had finished my PhD, had, had a number of jobs, had worked at Daimler-Benz. I was working in a composite industry at Owens Corning. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just had my resume up on a, on a local um, uh, trade site, uh, ASM, and a gentleman named John Collier, who's still at Ethicon, found it and called me. And uh, I took that as a good sign because nowadays with recruiting, uh, you know, often people will just pay a recruiter or they'll go to the favorite website and, and try to recruit somebody. He actually took the time, wanted somebody that had a background and expertise and interest in the field, and in particular in the field of metallurgy, and reached out. 
and they asked me to come out to the uh, into the Ethicon and, and meet the people. And I guess the rest is history. It, it seemed really uh, very intriguing at the time. I didn't fully understand what I was getting into, but took took a leap of faith, and I'm glad I did. That's how I ended up at Ethicon huh. and how I started my journey with needles. So John Collier is the reason you're at Ethicon, and he had the vision to say, this is a guy who can now change the way we think about making needles. That's amazing. He's a visionary, this guy, this John Collier. Well, I, I think he had I think he had high hopes. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you when this all happened? Oh, probably thirty years thirty years old. Yeah, so wow. So you have a little bit of experience, but not really. That's amazing. Good for him. And how long have you been at Ethicon? I've been there about 20 years now. 20 years. Teach us a little bit about this amazing paradox that you're asking for in life. You're asking to make a whole, which is really something that weakens a structure, but you need to in order to connect to separate. And I won't say different because when I'm repairing a tendon, for example, the material is actually the same. I'm just bridging them together. So it's not fair to say two different structures. They're actually oftentimes the same structure, but you're bridging it, but you're making a hole, which is the needle itself, and yet filling it with the suture. So teach us a little bit about the point of a needle, sharp versus dull the angle it makes. I mean, I don't even know what I'm talking about, but I know there's a difference between a tapered needle and a cutting needle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the needle point is 